Well, good morning and welcome to The Drive. This is Mike Sternat in Mobile, Alabama. And uh, if you guys have any questions or comments in relation to any of these topics or biblical discussions, uh, take a look at Mike W. Sternat, S-T-E-R-N-A-D, MikeWSternat.com and there's a section where all my blogs are and you can leave comments or whatever questions, anything prayer requests, all good so, well this morning I was thinking about the topic of marriage talking about the beauty of marriage Um, recently at church where I just started Genesis, midweek study and it's just beautiful it's beautiful the way God designed, you know, marriage to be God saw Adam, obviously, who he created. He created all the animals, the creatures, sea creatures, land animals, all that. And the first time it says that God saw that it was not good, because remember, God said, he saw that, or the Bible says, it saw, he saw that it was good, he saw that it was good, over and over and over, first day, second day, third day, fourth day, fifth day, and then when it came to him creating man, <clears throat> he created man, and it was good, but the first time it says it, he saw that it was not good is when Adam did not have a companion. Adam didn't have someone to share life with. Adam didn't have that support from one, someone who he could rationally talk to, you know, someone he could praise God with. Because remember, at this point, the world was perfect. There was no sin integrated into the earth. So everything was great. So if you had a companion, they'd just be able to worship together. They'd be able to pray and talk to God together. They'd be able to walk with God together. It would just be a match made in heaven on earth. (laughs) And so, so that's amazing. So what God saw was not good is that Adam was alone. And so what did he do? Well, out of Adam's side, some translations say rib, but out of Adam's side, created Eve, created woman. And she was created out of his side, I believe, so that, number one, Adam can protect her, you know, and number two, that they would would walk side by side through life, that they would be that close as they live life together. <clears throat> Marriage is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful God-created institution that God has made, and He made the design of it was perfect. Man and woman joined together, completely compatible, uh, physically, I mean, in, and in every way, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, perfect companion. God knows what he's doing, doesn't he? He knows what he's doing. And a few chapters later, we see that there's polygamy instituted, which basically um, was the first distortion of God's perfect institution of marriage. But that's another that's another podcast. Um, but God saw that man was alone and wanted to create it wanted to create for him a companion and that was Eve so marriage is important you guys marriage is so critical because 
two people come together at this God-ordained moment in order to live the rest of their lives together. And this is why uh, in marriage, when I officiate weddings, I always make sure to talk about what true uh, love is. True love is not the feelings, right? True, Because feelings are fleeting. True love has everything to do with commitment. No matter if the feelings are there or not, no matter if you're having a good day or a bad day, no matter if you guys see eye to eye or you're just fighting against one another, no matter what, you're committed to stay together forever. And that is a, that's noble. That's a good thing. I think in our society, people balk at that. They laugh at that. They go, what? With one person your whole life? No thanks. I'm going to get married for a few years, divorce, get married again. No. That's not the way to do it. That's not the God-ordained way to do it. But God has a heart to see us not be alone. You know, God didn't design us to be alone and walk this earth by ourselves. And sure, I'm talking about marriage, but not even about marriage. Also about just connecting with other believers, connecting with other people. So important. God knows what he's doing. God knows what he's doing. And so I would just say in your marriages, you know, pray together. Seek God together. Share your hearts together. And I'm talking to myself too. Uh, We all have strengths and weaknesses within marriage, right? And our spouse will tell us the same thing. They can probably list them all. But (coughs) um, uh, one of the things I'm continually learning after after being married for 12 years uh, is I have to intentionally and really try hard to actually share my heart because... I'm fine at surface level conversation. I'm even even fine about talking about biblical topics and everything. But to actually share my personal like feelings and what I'm going through in my heart, that is where I'm still growing. <laughs> in other words, that's why I'm weak. And so I'm still um, trying to intentionally do that with my wife, and and she'll remind me sometimes like, well, what's going on, like what, like. What's going on with you? How's life? What's God speaking to you? Like, sometimes you have to pull that out of me. Uh, but I need to intentionally, and I'm really trying to really be transparent and real with her. Not that I'm lying before, but it's just not a natural thing for me to be like, here's what's going on in my whole life, personally and everything else. I just, I've never sort of been like that. But I'm learning and I'm growing. And I think that's the key for marriage. In order to keep it going, to keep it strong, to keep it revitalized, we're learning and we're growing. And we're learning to compromise. And we're also learning to be spontaneous, you know, because even marriage can can get in that state where it's like rote and monotonous and repetitive and just like, yeah, just doing what we've always done. And it can kind of get boring. And so you're kind of just like, um, what are we doing here? And so we need to uh, make sure, guys, that <clears throat> we are working on our marriage. It's not like a recreation. Marriage isn't a recreation. It's a work in progress, right? And we actually have to actively work to make it work. And we have to actually seek God in order to draw closer to our spouse. Uh, 
Well, what about those with unbelieving spouses? Because that happens, right? Whether you both get married, you live life, and one person gets saved and the other one doesn't, or some some other situation. Well, what do you then? What do you do then? Well, you pray like crazy for your spouse. You continually to be uh, uh, faithful to God. Uh, you continually do what He wants you to do, and you patiently. I know it's difficult, but patiently. Pray for your spouse and seek God for them and you look for those opportunities where you can share with them and, and talk to them and even just a, t- just a couple sentence thing, you know, if they ask about church, you know, uh, it's a balance, but really you're, you're being a light for your spouse because um, God wants their heart too. God wants them to be saved as well. And so I would say in that situation, there's always hope. There's always hope. If a person is breathing, then there's still an opportunity for them to get saved, to get sanctified, to start walking with the Lord, to change, to allow God to change them. There's still opportunity for that. Um, So don't give up hope in that situation. And don't give up hope in your marriage where you both are believers. Um, Because you may have just as many uh, difficulties and problems as an unbelieving couple. Because uh, for believers, we also have the element of the spiritual battle, of fighting for the faith. The enemy wants to break you guys apart, especially if you're strong believers, walking together hand in hand, you know? The enemy wants to stop that. He wants to eradicate that faithfulness. He wants to oppress your thoughts and discourage you instead of what God wants to do, which is encourage you, solidify your union, um, strengthen your faith. So I'd say marriage is a fight. It's a fight, but it's a fight worth taking action in because God wants you guys to be strong. You know, there's those Hollywood power couples or whatever. Well, as believers, man, we can be power couples as well, except it's the power of the Lord flowing through us and using us in this life together as believers. It's amazing. So remember, marriage isn't about feelings because feelings are fleeting. Marriage is about commitment. You've committed to your, <coughs> excuse me. You've committed to your spouse. You're with them. Now fight against the enemy. God will do the fighting. Just seek Him and grow together as you individually seek the Lord. Well, God bless you guys. I hope this encouraged someone. And have an amazing day. Talk to you next time.